Hello and welcome to another episode of the TK podcast. I am one of your hosts, Alex Best, and today I am joined by my co-host Anushka Davies. Employee resource groups. What are they? Why are they so important? And how can they have an impact on your business? These are the type of questions that we will be talking about today. Now, on this podcast, I am joined by Faizan Hassan, a senior consultant at Productivity, and Beverly Tran, a customer success account manager at Microsoft. And we are very lucky to have two individuals who are experienced and knowledgeable on the matter. And I'm really looking forward to sharing their insight. So wherever you are, grab a pen and a notebook and enjoy the T-Care podcast. Hi, and welcome to the TK Podcast. I am your host, Alex, and my co-host today is Nush. So, hi, Nush. How are you? How's, hi, how's Alex. everything going? I'm really well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Thank you. And the uh, guest that we have on this episode is Faizan and Beverly. So, hi to you both. Um, how are you guys doing? And we'll go with Beverly first to answer that one. Hey, Alex. I'm good, thank you. Um, just really excited to get recording this. Nice, and yourself, Faisal? Yeah, no, feeling feeling good, feeling really excited. Glad, um, really grateful for for you guys to have me on. But uh, but yeah, interesting to see how this conversation goes as well, and uh, and hopefully impart some some sage advice. I'm sure you've got a, sure you've got you a very um, <laughs> very <laughs> depth <laughs> amount of knowledge in that brain. I can I can I can tell our listeners that in advance. <laughs> and may may I add, Faison, that you have the most amazing laugh. I love it. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> you might want to tell the viewers to turn the volume down if I get going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super excited about this one. I've heard some really good stuff about productivity in Microsoft when it comes to ERG, so I'm dead excited about that. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely going to be a good, good episode, Nush. Um, so, I mean, I guess that kind of gives a hint to what we're going to be talking about today, which is around ERGs. So specifically, what is an ERG and, and, and why it's important to a business and the impact that it can have um, on the employees as well. Um, I know we sort of just ran through people and we've mentioned um just first names. Um, Faisal, do you think you could give our listeners just an introduction to yourself and what your role is within your business? Yeah, no, of course. Um, so yeah, name's Faisal, I'd go by Faze. Um, working at Protivity, I'm a senior consultant there. Um, we're a management consultancy, I'm sure you guys are fairly well aware of what we do. Um, so I work in sort of, a, in, in sort of the business um, practice team um, within it, but more specifically within sort of diversity, equity, inclusion. Um, I co-chair the uh, diversity, equity and inclusion committee or ERG at Protivity. Uh, I was actually one of the founding members about a year and a bit ago. Um, so have very much have helped sort of drive it and, and build it from from the bottom up and, and kind of learn as you go uh, is very much what I've been what I've been getting into. But um, sort of DE&I and, and ERG committees are something that are very close to my heart, which is why I'm kind of quite keen to to jump into this podcast because there there can be a little bit of uh, a moving target and and and, it, and there's, there's there's difficulties of knowing where to start. So um, so so yeah, hopefully can with my experience I can I can bring a little bit to the table. But um, but it's something that I definitely am passionate about talking about and. And yeah, looking forward to the conversation. And yourself, Beverly? Hi, yes. Um, my name's Beverly Tran. I've been at Microsoft for about three and a half years now. So I'm a customer success account manager in our tech for social impact part of the business. So I work with uh, our customers in the charity and nonprofit sector in maximizing their investment in our sort of technology and helping them use our technology to drive towards their goals and missions um, and on the side of that sort of day role I'm part of the Embrace ERG that we have at Microsoft so it's formerly known as the BAME ERG uh, it's our ethnicity at Microsoft employee resource group and I'm currently on the leadership team as the marketing and comms lead um, and it's something that I'm again like Faye said I'm really passionate about I only joined the leadership team this year but I've been involved with the ERG for the past couple of years and I've seen it grown it's something that I'm really interested in kind of sharing with everyone else it's a conversation that I've been having with a lot more people internally and externally as well 
and for me the ERG is just something that I really enjoy being part of so I hope that some of the stuff I say today can help other people sort of start ERGs and get involved with them because I think they're great. Absolutely I'm I'm um, uh, similar to, to both of you in terms of setting up ERGs at Softcat it's something that is just so fulfilling and rewarding when you start seeing how a, an organization can culturally evolve by starting up some of these um, these network groups. Um, Faith when it comes to an ERG just so that for some of our listeners what is an ERG what does that stand for? Yeah, so it's it's an employee resource group, employee recognition group is, is what the term this term sort of stands for. Um I actually had to look it up myself before we started. We don't actually call it an ERG ourselves in, in productivity, it's more of a an internal committee. Yeah. Um made up of just sort of individuals who are passionate about a specific topic or, or passionate about more topics are wrong word, values is probably the best word for it. Yeah. Um that they wanna that they wanna progress and um and and want to really make um, make an impact and change the culture of an organization from the inside outwards and so it's it's more about and how we've built that productivity is getting sort of like-minded individuals um together who are passionate about the same thing want to push towards the same goal and and understanding what each individual can bring and what potentially the organization is missing uh to see where the gaps need to be plugged and then uh, yeah. and then and then hopefully trying to, uh, to to plug those gaps effectively yeah. And you mentioned earlier, um, I think Beverly as well, you mentioned that, that you know, that they're not they're not always ERGs. What other what other names can these kind of ERGs be known as? You mentioned committee there, Fais, but what other what other names could be given by organizations? Um, I've heard it called colleague resource groups before. So yeah. CRGs, uh, business resource groups and employee affinity groups. Um, so quite a lot of different names, to be honest. Um, but yeah. like I said, they're kind of normally just set up to kind of bring people together. And I think they're a really good opportunity to not only connect with people with the same sort of interests and values, but to learn about others as well. Um, and I found that one of the most beneficial things of joining the ERGs, because they're not mutually exclusive. They're not exclusive at all. The whole point is that they're meant to be inclusive so that people can join them and share stories and just find out more information. Yeah, absolutely. And I've got some really, I've got a, well, a, a top, a, a totally different theme to ask you about there um, further down, further down the conversation, actually. So I'll, I'll pull, I'll pause for that one. Um, I'm, I'm quite, so my position in this conversation is that I'm quite novice to the term and anything around it. Um, so I'd, I'm trying to think from the standpoint of a business that doesn't have an ERG in place. Um, a question to both of you, and maybe Beverly, you can answer this first. What what steps were made in order to set up an ERG um, initially, and how have you been able to develop it to where it is today? So I I wasn't a founder of an ERG. I just joined when I joined Microsoft, um, and we have quite a few. We have embrace which is the ethnicity rg we have a women at microsoft we have a disability a families a military at microsoft a glean for the lgbtqi plus community um, there's quite a few and i'm not sure in terms of sort of how they came about but when i joined the embrace erg it was quite small and what we did to kind of grow that was basically just put in some structure in place in terms of having a leadership team and specific roles and aligning that to our goals as well so we found that our goals broadly speaking were to educate inspire and celebrate culture and ethnicity and race at microsoft and i found that those three pillars have really helped with driving forward our mission um to tie in with the company mission as well to empower everyone to achieve more um, and I think when we set up the structure for this year we had quite distinct pillars so we had a pillar around skills philanthropy 
um, employee, marketing, customer and sort of partnerships. And that has really helped having sort of heads of those pillars and then bringing people in that way. So in my role as marketing, it's basically to amplify our message um, and get as many people involved as possible and let people know what's what an ERG is and what's going on. Because we have so many new people that join our calls sometimes when they do HR training, we talk about the different ERGs that they can join. And they're always constantly wanting to find out more, saying, how do I get involved? How do I listen to these sessions? How do I join in these sessions? How can I run a session? It kind of organically builds that way um, by word of mouth and people kind of joining something and saying, that's really cool. That was really interesting. And I learned something from that. Um, and just by doing that, we've, we've tried to be as inclusive as possible and celebrate all the sort of festivals and the celebrations from all different races and cultures. Um, and I'm finding that a lot more people are, are happy to share. When I first joined the ERG, one of the first sessions that I did was um, a session called Our Stories, which was an opportunity for people to just talk about the topic of their choice. And I chose to speak about my parents' journeys, refugees from Vietnam um, to the UK. I was so scared to do it. It was really terrifying, actually. But I found that when I did it, it was so cathartic. It was such a fun experience. Loads of people reached out. And I actually found loads of people who had the same experience as me. And I've met loads of people from the ERG who, who have those similar experiences. So I think it's super rewarding and it's something that is almost work outside of work. So you kind of create that network um, organically and you yeah. get to get to meet a bunch of people that you never would have really encountered before in your day job. I was going to say same for you, um, Faison, as well. Same question. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Interesting here what, what Beverly had because obviously coming from Microsoft, it's obviously a bit of a different different beast than than coming from from productivity. But when when it came to start off, it was and how we kind of founded it initially it was it was just a couple of us who were quite passionate about the topic and realized that there was a little bit of a gap compared to some of the variety of other um, ERGs that we have in, in in productivity. That there was something that was a little bit lacking around sort of minorities de and i and 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 the conversations that that go with it um it also came from some people who had some personal experiences um and 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 who wanted to have a discussion but never felt like they were able to do it and it was it was noticed by sort of the senior leadership and the management that a discussion needs to happen obviously it was kind of around the time that that sort of black lives matters really kicked off and and, and the whole george floyd, floyd incident etc so it was very much in the zeitgeist of, of what people were looking at and and it was we were having conversations on the side of the desk or just chatting in a pub or wherever it may have been. And it came about that, look, we actually need to, this shouldn't just be a conversation between us people who are us group of individuals who are interested in this. This is probably going to be something that's a lot more, lot more overarching. So we looked in and, and we got the sponsorship from senior management who were great and said, yeah, look, we actually, we think this is definitely something that's, that's worth talking about and we're able to form a committee just of, of, of our initial group initially and then it was more on the fly of okay how do we figure out what we need to do and establish communication like Beverly sort of talked about and, and what events do we want to hold and how do we get the message out but um, also making sure that we kind of get the right message out as well rather than just talking about things for the sake of talking about them yeah. it was what is it that actually that actually matters and it's and, and having that kind of discussion initially was was super helpful but it was very much people who are passionate like, like i think that we hit me on the head is work outside of work it's something that you want to do out, outside of what you're and something that you are passionate about and that's really helped um sort of drive it because people are kind of very much it's a core value for them it's it's what they want to be a part of and they want the change that they want to see and it's it's then almost gone from an action group almost to a, a formalized mm -hmm. committee where you've got defined roles defined sponsorship and 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 you know getting involved with the people and, and organizations like T-Care um, has just kind of really naturally just just let it grow um, and because because yeah like you'll be surprised how many people have a conversation or want to have a conversation about this but have no idea what uh, what to do or where to start and, and I think the ERG is a good safe place for people mm -hmm. to, to start asking questions and most importantly making mistakes um mm -hmm. this is this isn't a one size fits all there's yeah. no silver bullet here and it's you've got to flirt with 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 the line a little bit about what you can and can't say to understand okay how do you deliver certain messages and that's all been 
really interesting as as we've grown and and yeah it's been it's been interesting to manage not just like your organizational kind of landscape but just what sort of people's opinions because this isn't sort of black and white to say here's your solution here's your problem it's more so um you know people are going to react differently to certain messages and how you deliver that message and, and what that yeah. message is actually the intention of that message as well um so so that's kind of been good to get those kind of groups of individuals in and then being able to to kind of take that use that voice and use the momentum that's happening outside of your company to, to affect change inside of it was was kind of how we got started and and hopefully the momentum we're looking to carry on into into this year and next yeah and in my experience um that have been particularly in terms of employee resource groups at Softcat. You know, it it the clues in the in the in the words, isn't it? Employee resource group, and it's often initiated more often than not by em employees of an organisation. Um, how important has it been for you when it comes to your organisations of making sure that there's, I don't know, a senior exec sponsor that um, is actually buying into it and is the voice on the leadership on the leadership team and then also kind of the practicalities of setting up an ERG because it's not easy um, in terms of like setting aims and objectives. Is there a cost element to it as well? Beverly? Uh, yeah, I would say exec sponsorship is hugely important, but kind of touching on what Faye said about passion, it needs to be someone who's genuinely passionate about the ERG and can help sort of advocate for you when you're not in the room. Um, with leadership and get that message out there for you. I think the exec sponsors we have are amazing at doing that because they are genuinely passionate about Embrace and about ethnicity at Microsoft. Mm. So whenever we do have anything important to talk about in terms of I know, events or moments in time, they can amplify that message for us and we get a much bigger reach that way. And then they can also help other sort of department heads and directors kind of buy into the ERG and a lot of the time they kind of talk about the ERG and people kind of get a bit more interested and say oh that that sounds interesting I didn't know that the ERG was doing yeah. that so you kind of get spread that way which is um, a good thing I think and in terms of the practicalities it, it differs, I guess, from different organizations. At Microsoft, we have global ERGs. So in the US, for example, they've got a lot more people than we have. So they have distinct ERGs, such as Blacks at Microsoft, Asians at Microsoft, Latinx at Microsoft. The UK is a lot smaller. So we just have Embrace for kind of all of us, which is kind of um, good and bad in a way, because we we deliberately changed our name from Bain to avoid that sort of umbrella term, because yeah. we didn't think it was inclusive. It didn't really speak to what we were anymore. We asked our, yeah. com our community, what you want, what did you want to be called? And they kind of voted for the, the name Embrace. But I think it's a good thing to include what the community are thinking. The, the whole, we only work because of our community. We only work because we, we make asks of the community, what do you want to hear from us? What do you want to see? Yeah. What changes do you want to see made? And then we try mm. to action those. So yeah. in terms of setting up an ERG, I think the things that you need to do, are the understanding what your goals are, having that leadership sponsorship and having that structure, but then it, most importantly, listening to what community you're trying to reach out to, whether it is um, the Bain community or um, allies or someone else, just yeah. having that kind of driver to kind of see, okay, so they want to hear more about this. Let's create a specific team to address that, or let's create a specific pillar to look at that. And we have a, we have a HR representative in our Embrace ERG. So when it comes to things like self-ID, we have a, a sort of HR spin on it as well. So we can amplify that message throughout our ERG. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really important because then it shows not just what the ERG is doing in isolation, but how it's helping with the whole organization as a whole and the, the sort of change that is coming from that. I think that's 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 a really great answer, Beverly. Thank you. Um, I, I'm I'm just I'm curious because you've mentioned examples around Microsoft, and Microsoft is quite a big organization. And you also, on top of that, gave us the example that you have global ERGs. Um, a question to maybe you, Faison, um, more: If you're a smaller business, uh, SMB, for example, um, 
what's the best way that you can go about um, setting up something like an an ERG, especially if you're a hundred or 150 people, you, you, you might find it's quite difficult to set those things up because those who are within the underrepresented group might be 10% of the workforce, which if it's, an, that, if it's yeah. 100 people, that's only 10. Um, no, it's a good question. Um, personally, and this is my personal mantra, so, so don't take this as gospel. Um, I've always been a big proponent of it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission, um, especially when it comes down to these kinds of things. There's going to be a lot of red tape or bureaucracy or whatever bullshit you know, exists in your, in, your, in your company, which naturally happens. It's better just to get up and get going. Um, so it's like what um, get, getting a group of people together and, and coming together with them. And especially like if, if you're coming from the bottom up, which is how, how, how we came, which is like more sort of employee resources rather than sort of senior management, it's creating a bit almost like business case is probably the wrong word for it but but creating a case for it of like look these are some individuals this is what we've done this is what we understand guys are missing and this is why setting this up is also almost going to be beneficial for you it's that idea that selling idea alex that you probably know quite well of, of what's yeah. in it for me and that ultimately is what people are going to buy off and people are going to respond to so it's more like um giving that that case of like right this is what we're passionate about this is how it kind of makes business sense for you to look at these are the things that you're probably not necessarily looking at that can be a little bit more difficult or or not easily tangible the general things i always go down to if i'm if i'm trying to persuade i guess anybody to uh to, to, to my way of thinking is, is see if we can give them sort of time quality or cost savings right or improve quality mm -hmm. reduce time or reduce cost and getting that just as a very loose framework is always going to be quite helpful to to then sell your idea if you need to sell it this kind of stuff doesn't need a lot of selling like generally as as, as a dni kind of uh, erg but just anything generally that might be not around dni but maybe something that's completely separate that you want to set up is get get an understanding of what you're about and, and the value of what you want to do get a group of individuals to start talking about it and then just do it and then just and then say like look this is on your radar now like whether you like it or not you, the, you know you can't put the genie back in the bottle this conversation is happening in the business you either need to sign up to this or you need to make a decision about if you don't what that's going to mean for you as a marketing or, or what your business is going to look like in the wider market that's mm. the stance you're going to make so it's be a bit more bullish about it and 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 if people give you no for an answer just, just do it like there's nothing yeah. that's going to stop you from doing it. Like, like what the worst they can say is like, oh, well, we don't want you to do this anymore. And you're kind of back to the position that you were in initially to start with. The yeah. only thing you can do is gain from this. So just, so just, yeah, like, like I said, just it's, it's easier to, to ask for forgiveness and permission. Mm -hmm. And generally once you see some, in particular, I don't know like, what, what, what works at Softcat, Microsoft, et cetera, but I know at Prativity that once management see that you've got got momentum and you can see that you're leading something they will just back you they'll be like right that's actually really quite helpful that that's already been taken care of this isn't actually adding to my to-do list this is kind yeah. of running itself and and something you can tack on to i mean one thing that you need to be careful of as well is you're going to have internal politics you're going to have people who want to be a part of UERG so they can whack it on their cv saying look how great i am and look how much i've done for my community <laughs> or my business and all that bullshit um that's going to naturally happen that's fine um you just need to figure out how you want to how you want to sort of manage that and how you want to cut that off at the head and how you not necessarily quiet in that voice but if that's what that individual goal its goal is how do you effectively motivate them to help you achieve your broader wider goal yeah mm. yeah yeah you, you mentioned um quite a few you few a few broad kind of themes in that in that that whole paragraph there Faisan as well and um when it comes to that kind of exec sponsor it does you know if you're thinking about trying to talk to your leadership team in my experience at Softcat as well when you're talking to the leadership team about setting up um, new new ERGs or creating these new initiatives you know if you think most people are used to like kind of looking at the commercial aspects and the commercial benefits and some of this can be quite subjective as well because you just don't know where it's going to go but in my in my book it can only enhance your company culture and if you're an organization that really values your employees you really value your your customers as well 
these kind of employee resource groups can only be a bonus. I read uh, I read a statistic on the um, employee experience benchmarking report the other day that stated that 40% of companies now have an established ERG, which is 9% more than last year, which means that, you know, this is growing now. I mean, like when I when I started um, my role a couple of years ago, kind of diversity and inclusion roles wasn't really a thing. You see those kind of roles popping up all the time now because DNI generally is just so much more prominent. Um, some some good good food for thought there for some of the smaller organisations to consider. No, absolutely. I think I think you touched on a good point. This is fundamental now to allow how how a lot of businesses work and and. It is very much more an empowerment of the people that's generally been happening recently with 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 things that are happening in the news, etc. And and if you're not listening to what your employees are telling you, there's obviously a fundamental mistake there. And if there's wider implications you can look at as well, like retention and and, yeah. and recruitment of if you're not looking at what people are telling you in the market, are they going to feel empowered enough in your business to actually make a change? What does your future leadership of your business look like? Um, and and, how, and do you have your ears close enough to the ground? Are you, or are you just becoming a little bit out of touch in the way things are moving so damn quickly? It's, it's very easy to, to lose touch with what's mm. happening very quickly. So, so having it just helps keep you honest, keeps you humble. Um, and um and, and yeah it sparks sparks some new ideas which is never a bad thing um i just wanted to i've been sort of listening to a lot of what's been said and it it's interesting to me because when i hear about um these in these erg um being set up across different businesses and the way that they run and stuff like that is it kind of fair to say it's a little similar to um societies at universities if i was to oversimplify it in terms of in yeah. terms of how it's set up i'm just thinking of what could be the extreme in terms of explaining it in a layman terms way it's because with a society i think it's the same thing right you you go and you set that up within your own peers and then you bring that to the university to say can we have this society and then you try and build that community um so is, is that sort of a fair summarization or am I sort of oversimplifying it slightly? No, I think that's, that's about right. I feel like societies at university, you can come up with ones that you're passionate about and interested about. I think when I was at university, there was one about nipping and coffee and Quidditch. So as long as you've got people who are passionate about it and are willing to drive it, then you can kind of create that group of people and find like-minded people and people who want to to learn more as well um but yeah i think that's an accurate representation uh, yeah absolutely agree it's um it's it's yeah because everybody's generally on the same level as well when you start an eig it's not necessarily that you've got too many people who are massively more senior than you or massively more junior to you so that's kind of how it works at uni so you have that kind of level structure that everybody's kind of feels free to to have those conversations it's a good point to be fair that you want to be able to have open and free conversations within your ERG. Mm -hmm. You don't want to feel like, well, so-and-so is just joined the meeting. I've got to watch what I say or how I talk mm -hmm. or what I can say because I think they're going to get offended or I'm not going to get my bonus, whatever it may be. You don't necessarily want too much of that to happen. You've got to leave, either leave that stuff at the door or, or make sure that you kind of have a bit more of a level playing field where people feel a bit more free and open to have those discussions. But no, uni, a uni society is, is pretty close to the truth. <laughs> I mean, that's all, that all goes back to like having a sense of belonging, doesn't it? So, mm. you know, gone, yeah. not when I say gone are the days, but it's not just always about the job title and your basic salary these days, isn't it? Is it's, it's about being part of a community, feeling like you, whether you're passionate about sustainability or passionate about race or passionate about some different cause, that you can find something about yourself in the organisation that you work for, going back to like the organisation values as well. And I think that's really important for for organizations to really kind of think about as well yeah a hundred percent and it's a safe space for people to kind of join and share and learn as well I think a lot of the time some people can be worried about saying the wrong thing or yeah. um, because they're not part of a specific minority for example 
that they can't join the ERG, but that's absolutely not the case. The whole point is to be able to share with people resources where they can learn and educate and kind of celebrate with others. Like all the all the celebrations that we do throughout the year, there are so many that I didn't know about, and now I'm super excited about them, and I've learned the history behind them and what people normally do. And equally, I love sharing all the celebrations that I celebrate throughout the year as a Vietnamese Chinese person and to find people who do exactly the same thing or find people who do something similar but they're they're slightly different because they're Malaysian or something it's just really cool I think it's really fun yeah. to, to learn new things from different people and to share that with your community and when people say happy Lunar New Year to me I think that's that's lovely it's just such a nice way to to make friends and feel yeah. that sense of belonging and like you said Nish because it's that sense of belonging that I think can be quite hard in an organisation if you're new as well. And um, you kind of just stick to the day job and you, you don't know what else to kind of look for or things to do outside of your day job. So I think it's really good to have these ERGs as places where people can kind of socialise, whether that's in person or virtually. Um, someone new joined the company recently and they posted in our ERG team site that they felt like they found a treasure trove, which I think that was really nice of them to say. Yeah. Um, just just changing tacks slightly, if I can, Alex. Um, we've talked about all the really positive stuff about ERGs. Um, and, you know, based in my role, I'm a massive fan of ERGs and I know our business is really passionate about it. But um, I often get asked the question about when when does the majority become the minority? And, um, you know, not every person can see themselves in a network. They might see themselves as an ally, of course, but not everyone can see themselves in a network. And then they feel quite ostracized as an employee. What have um, Microsoft and Productivity done to kind of tackle maybe some of those conversations that might have come from your employees? Beverly, should we start with you? Yeah, sure. So I think we try to make all of the ERGs as sort of open as possible so even if you feel like you're not part of a specific network or you don't feel you have some sort of imposter syndrome about being there um what we've tried to do I guess is try to make them as open as possible open a lot of the events to all employees it's not just specific for ERG members yeah. it's not a push that you have to join the ERG afterwards either it's just a conversation it's just starting that kind of Speaking that interest and we have um we work quite closely with our company sort of well-being group as well so they they help with amplifying a lot of the ERGs activities so not just embrace but like international women's day coming up they they share that with all of the whole organization and then they kind of say if you're interested in finding out more then you can join this ERG and try to make it as open as possible to allies like you said because we don't want people to feel like they don't belong anywhere because that's just just not a nice feeling in a big company so there's somewhere for everyone in terms of joining things to learn about more you don't have to um you don't have to say anything it's more just joining because you have that interest and for black history month we did a whole series of events around um black history month history uh, and also we did a series around hair as well and how that's culturally significant and we had so many people join that from every race every ethnicity people who didn't have hair at all because it's just <laughs> something that is interesting so just finding finding topics to talk about and kind of like what Faye said earlier you you have the freedom to have those conversations and to bring those ideas about it's not as rigid as maybe your day job or you know something that needs rules to follow if someone has an idea a lot of the time they'll just post in the group and say I'm thinking of doing this would anyone like to join me or is is this something we can look at doing further and I think that's a great way to get people talking and it doesn't have to be you don't have to be an ethnic minority to join the ethnic minority group you don't yeah. have to be a woman to join the women's group you don't have to have a disability to join the disability group it's just making sure that people know that um, and people understand that there, there isn't judgment. The idea is for people to join so that they can learn more and ask those questions in a sensitive way that they might be a bit worried to ask in other situations. Yeah. Um, just to improve sort of diversity inclusion as a whole mm. and the way that we speak to the customers as well. A lot of the customers that I'm speaking to have their own kind of ERGs 
um, and they they're interested in how we deal with our ERGs too and how they can help develop their ERGs because I think ERGs are so important for morale I think they're really important for people in a company to to feel like they have somewhere that they can feel part of a community whether that's sort of diverse hiring as well I think it's really important to have ERGs that show the company cares people want to work for a company that cares I, I don't want to join a company that doesn't have an ERG sort of systems at all and they don't want yeah. one you know yeah and actually you just make a good point there as well as if you did move on from Microsoft one day that's the kind of stuff that you'd be looking out for as well aside of the actual benefits 100%. of the job that you'd you'd be doing um Faisan, if I may as well, like one of the questions I had was um, about the the benefits of leaning on the employee resource groups. I mean, if you take something like Black Lives Matter, for for example, um, that was such a monumental um, time for black people, black employees, our black colleagues, our black customers. Um, how did, let's say, the leadership team in your organisation lean on the ERG to start the conversation because I know at Softcat it felt like people were treading on eggshells a little bit at the time um and Alex you you know you might you might be able to add something from a software one perspective is that you know we, everyone was treading on eggshells didn't people didn't really know what to say um didn't know how the message was going to land how how from your perspective did um the ERG at Prativity kind of really help support some of that messaging and um kind of learning yeah, no, it's, it's a good question. It's um, it was it was we're quite lucky. We were kind of sort of put in the forefront of it because we were we're an employee resource sort of sort of group and, and an action committee that that this was a topic that all of us felt everybody felt quite passionate about. So we were happy to lead on that as a conversation with with the sort of senior management, happy to support it. We got you know we're quite lucky that some of the senior management are from that minority group, um, so they absolutely helped us drive those kinds of conversations. And something that we've we started at that time and, and we've continued to do, um, which has been really helpful, is this thing called um, courageous conversations. Mm -hmm within productivity where we'll pick a topic area whether it be hair one of the stuff we talked about was what's in a name and the importance of people's names and getting that right and it's a it's a conversation that, that anybody in the business can 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 join uh we have a couple of questions that we ask the rest of the group but it's a not it's an unrecorded it's not documented discussion that we have where people can ask the questions they want to ask and they can discuss the topics they want to discuss. And we'll have individuals either from the committee itself or from other parts of the organization who are happy to field these types of questions, or even from outside the organization come in and talk about their experiences. Um, and, and in an open and kind of safe, non-judgmental way. And that's been really helpful in, in people having... It takes a lot because it's not easy to get the ball rolling. It's not easy to to, to start asking a question to to a minority group that you're maybe um, unsure of and just hope that somebody gives you an answer. So it takes a little bit of time to draw that out. And patience is absolutely quite important yeah. when it comes down to those kinds of conversations. Um, but once the ball gets rolling, the momentum really picks up very quickly and people start to feel a lot more empowered. And, and they'll, like you mentioned, come out with stories yeah. that you'll never... That you never sort of think they may maybe come out with or talk about experiences that that they have and and I kind of coming on to onto Beverly's point it really said that the ERG and leaning on that ERG kind of helps foster that feeling of a community which a business isn't set out necessarily to do because yeah. it's there to make money right it's there to to make a profit pay its shareholders whatever right that's what businesses are there for but that there's there's a gap between creating something that's an organization or a company and creating a community or creating a community within that and having an erg that that looks and talks about what matters in the community both within and without of an organization is really important to again make people feel uh, a part of something yeah. and, and something that's bigger bigger than them rather than just coming in and i'm not saying this is true of everybody but but coming in and picking up a paycheck and then doing what the hell they want after work right um it's 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 building that in it helps help people feel, feel a bit like you said mentioned beverly said it beautifully about that idea of belonging and especially when you're new that that, that can be quite difficult mm. but that whole blm thing is it's able also to talk about and having an erg can give you the opportunity to have the tough discussions yeah 
and still feel quite safe and still feel like you're not maybe going to get sued by a particular mm. employee, which which maybe some people of, of companies have been airing on the caution of. of yeah. If I start something, am I, the, by the sheer fact that I'm starting something, racist? That's that's not the mindset you need to start to get. That's that's not it at all. Um, but it's it's but, ha- but having an ERG can enable you to to have those difficult conversations and align some of the things that are going to be important to your employees and give them an opportunity to talk about it. But also sort of in, not inadvertently, but but manage that that rhetoric as well, rather than just here's our company line. We're not going to say anything about this because it might upset this particular yeah. group. Um, that's that you need to think about people inside and outside as well. And that's why also with ERG, getting people from outside of your organization to give perspective on other things that they mm. may not have thought of helps as well. But it's a, it's a, it's an excellent and a quite an efficient vehicle to, to talk about some of these harder hitting, difficult conversations, um, whilst also empowering people to um, employees to, to start that discussion. Yeah, great shout. Yeah, and that's a um, that's that's a great point, um, and, and I really appreciate your views, Faison. Um, I I'm, I'm sitting here, and like I said, this is a really new term um, for me, and I'm, I'm I'm just constantly learning, and I'm sure our listeners are doing the same thing. And what what I'm I've got two things that I kind of wanted to ask. One thing is around the types of activities that you do within an ERG group, because I think it's great having a group of individuals who are all passionate about driving a particular topic, but they may struggle because they're not too sure how they set up um, maybe fundraising for a charity or an event where they can educate others in the business about their particular topic. What what would be like maybe two from each of you's, two things that they could add or they could try and do to help push the, the voice of their community? Beverly, do you want to take that one first? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so we have kind of like they said, um, sessions that are sort of safe spaces. So we have listening circles. Uh, normally after something has happened, which isn't a great kind of stance to take, but it's an opportunity for people to air out what they're feeling and the frustrations they're feeling. And that's not just Embrace. A lot of our other ERGs do that as well. Um, like after after Sarah Everard's situations, Gina Nessa as well, the women at Microsoft did a few listening circles where people joined to just talk about violence against women and just how they were feeling. And that wasn't structured, that wasn't recorded, that was just somewhere that people could join to to speak and to to get it all out basically at work, which is something that I find very interesting because I don't normally get emotional at work in that sense. I think it's it's very vulnerable to be able to take part in those listening circles and to hear what other people have to say and to share that as well. Um, and I, it's the same with Embrace. We have listening circles after uh, George Floyd and around sort of the, the Asian hate that happened after COVID. And I think those listening circles are so valuable because there isn't an agenda. There isn't necessarily a specific goal you have to reach or an outcome that you have to reach. It's just for people to get it get it all out um, and for other people to understand why you feel a certain way about something that's happened. So I think they're really important because it's, it's about listening to the community and then after that, following up and see, are there other things that we can do to help with those grievances and to help with those sort of feelings that you are feeling? Um, and then... One of the other things which is quite simple to do is set up calls and just invite people to them um, to share about a specific festival or a celebration or a story. Like I said, we have we have an our story session. Um, so that's kind of monthly-ish. And that's whoever wants to do it, take the will. You do it on whatever you want to do it on. Um, I did it on my parents' story. Uh, we had a colleague do it on the Day of the Dead in Mexico because it was yep. something that was really close to her heart. We did it uh, for Black History Month. We had people from Trinidad, um, from, where was it? Ghana, Uganda, everywhere. 
talking about sort of their heritage and upbringing. We did it for Lunar New Year. We had people from Singapore, British-born Chinese, and it's just a really good way to sort of have a, a very informal conversation about your heritage, your culture, your ethnicity, your race, and the sort of feelings that you have behind it. And, and, if, and if you tie that in with the celebration as well, then it's a good way to, to share kind of what you do as personally um, around that time of year. We had sessions around Hanukkah, um, around Holocaust Memorial Day. We have sessions coming up on Holly and Ramadan and they're all community led. We don't really do much. All we do is send out the invite. Um, we basically ask people if that's something you're interested in doing and you want to share with other people, please feel free to find others who want to take part and to be involved in it and run with it. Just just have that session. We'll we'll amplify it for you. We'll get people to join and we'll let people know that it's happening. And those are some of the best sessions because they're so chatty and they're so fun and people just put in the, the chat box and stuff about how oh my god this is like my culture and this is so similar to my upbringing and that food looks amazing and just it creates a conversation and I think that's a really nice thing that you have and then because I found that the Embrace community has sort of become my kind of second family at work kind of thing because I work in a global team where I'm the only one in the UK so I don't have a direct team in the UK so whenever I go to the office I see someone from Embrace and I'm like hey nice to meet you in person and it just creates that you, you find new friends and you find new people um, and that's how it's sort of organically created and from sessions like that actually with the food thing food is so important to all cultures everyone talks about food all the time it brings people together it definitely it's, does it's such a good way yeah it's such a good way to kind of introduce people to food and have a good meal with your friends and family and stuff and because we kept having so many requests and talks about food we created a cookbook and we just asked people from the community to submit recipes and we kind of got it printed and it's such, such a, a nice good idea. kind of tangible thing that we have now from the ERG all from our members so yeah it's um I would say the two things is the calls are quite easy to set up um, but it's getting that sort of buy-in from people who want to do it and then as an ERG sort of member, I guess, amplifying it on their behalf, joining those conversations, joining those calls and just taking part and kind of getting stuck in. Yeah. So, so how does, how does someone who, how does, say, say I'm a senior leader um, at a medium sized business, right? And this isn't something that we've got set up at all. Um, and the first time we bring an idea, it sort of falls on deaf ears. How does someone within that position sort of try and ignite these groups to start existing? How well, I know that's quite a difficult question, but um, I think there's going to be a lot of businesses that are in a position where they may not have this set up and they're not sure if it's something that their workforce is really going to grab onto straight away. Um, and, and, and they know it might be something that might take six months to a year to actually get into a position that 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 could be reasonable um and alex to, add to, to that, take your time as well i was gonna say alex in addition to that question some of the this is also on top of people's day job yeah as well so kind of maybe um, um i don't know expanding yeah. on that question a little bit so maybe Faisan can take <laughs> that one about how how do you justify yeah, no, it all? it's 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 an interesting question that taking it taking it one bit of a time um if you're kind of it's, it's, hmm, it's an interesting information. Sorry, this might need to hit the editing room floor. Um, no, that's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> Just thinking about it. That was my fault um, for adding in an extra bit there. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're good, you're good, you're good. I'm just trying to think. I think one of the key things you need to do, if you if you have a, a, a small group of individuals, let's just start with that. If you've got a small group of people who want to start something, get organised. That's the easiest way to do it. Know who does what job what their roles and responsibilities are, so you can have some accountability. Because ultimately what you're trying to do with an ERG is instill some accountability to individuals or, or the business or whoever it is. And if you can't do that in your own shop, you can't expect that to happen anywhere else down the road. So have a clear idea of right, who's going to be our secretary, who's our treasurer, who's going to be our marketing person, who's going to be our leader, who's going to be our external ally community liaison, etc. So have all of those kind of set if you've got a group of people to do it. Um, 
It can be difficult, however, to start that conversation if you feel like you're a bit of an island. If you are the only minority in a company, it's it's going to be difficult to be like, right, how do I start having this conversation? And I guess it's probably just test the waters, see what response. Don't necessarily publicly go out and everywhere. Just get an idea of the lay of the land. Spark some ideas, see what bites and see what doesn't. That's quite a lot of trial and error that mm. I found at least anyways mm. when I was starting this is what's resonating, what's not resonating. Mm. Um, what do we need to add and, and, and what do we need to take away? What are we talking about? That's that's maybe not 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 getting the wider impact that we want. And it's tough because it's, if it's something that you're passionate about, you're going to have to be a bit brave. You're going to have to be a bit courageous and you're going to have to step up and say, this is kind of my line in the sand. This is what's important to me. And this is what I want to talk about. And that can be difficult when you don't have other people around you um, to support you. But what you'll generally find is as soon as one kind of person, in my experience, takes that initiative or takes that jump, a barrage of people follow behind. Yeah. Everybody else is either thinking this or mm -hmm. has thought about it or has been affected by it or is currently being affected by it. And and you'll be surprised how quickly that 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 kind of that, that idea gains momentum. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But you have to you have to be able to, to sort of be a bit brave and be like, right, this is something that I want to talk about. Or this is something that's kind of really affected me and I'm going to take be the person to, to take the lead of it. Like I said, if you've got a group of people, it's always a little bit easier because you feel like you've already got a little bit of backing behind you. But but that getting that kind of organisation and, and getting that structure in is, is, is kind of super important to, to start that off in, in the initial. Um, have a goal of what you want to try and achieve like you can have ERGs can be quite um, ethereal in terms of what they're trying to bring about and the change that they're trying to bring about and it's hard to hang your hat on it so then it's hard to measure how well your progress is on it like are you actually getting anywhere we want people to feel more comfortable if you, if you just go up to a random person in your office and say do you feel more comfortable right now like how do you measure any of that yeah so having something a little bit more tangible to then hang your hat on to say right this is what I can and success is and the criteria of success is vastly different people to people, person to person. If it's, I want to just have a conversation with another human being um, around this particular topic, then um, then that's it. Or if I just can affect or change what one person thinks or what, if one person feels better about having this conversation, that's my, my yard for success. That's absolutely what it looks like. But have a defined idea of what you want to achieve and where you want to where you want to take it, because um, otherwise you can get into a habit of just having conversations, which is great and it makes people feel good. But ERGs and and groups, at least from my perspective, is you want to make sure you get some action in as well. Yeah, like you you're gonna want some people who've got some big ideas, some big thinking, strategic stuff. That's great, but you gotta get the you gotta get people who are gonna get shit done. If you're not mm -hmm. gonna have that. It's no point just sitting around a campfire singing Kumbaya. It's not going to get you anywhere, right? Like you, you got it. You're gonna have to get that people Google you world definitely do, yeah. Be like, yeah, and that's difficult, especially when you when coming to 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 your point, Nash, about this is on top of people's day jobs as well. Like you need to get those individuals who are going to feel passionate about it. And what's probably and and I think Beverly mentioned it is having once you start to build some momentum, you'll find more and more people want to get involved, even if they're on the fringe. So it's yeah. almost kind of like in football, just bringing on subs. That's weird. That's a really weird analogy. <laughs> um, but if you've got somebody who's like, look, I can't pick this up right now, you can pick somebody else up saying, look, if you've got some capacity, I need you to pick this up for me as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and being able to do that. Another difficult thing that can be, especially when you're starting something off, is taking all the responsibility yourself. You need to be able to delegate. You've, this, yeah, I need to take yeah. my own advice. I'm terrible at this. Um, but I, just being able to delegate the work out to be like, right, this is, and this is where you're kind of looping back to where you started, where your structure comes in. If you're responsible mm -hmm. for this, this is your responsibility. This is your remit. This is what we're going to need from you. And then you can cut out your time wasters and you can cut out the people who aren't necessarily going to be able to do it. And yeah, you might have, oh, okay, I had a team of 15 people who wanted to start my committee and had all roles all worked out for them to now have five. You'll get a hell of a lot more done with that five than you would have done with that 15. Yeah, you'll have a, a, a group of five doers, really. I'd probably also add yeah. there as well um, is that there is just so much more knowledge on 
resource groups, networks, whatever you want to call them these days. You know, like a lot of us may have started up these kind of networks when it wasn't really a thing. Um, there is such great opportunity to idea share the fact that we're doing this podcast. We've got the organizations as part of T-Care that we can idea share with. You know, there are so many organizations and customers and communities and partners in the industry um, that do this really well. So you can, like, as a smaller organization or an organization that's not even gone down this journey yet, you could probably like skip a few hoops, take on some of the stuff that didn't work and and kind of um, action some of this kind of stuff pr- pr- pretty quickly now as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, did you want to add a, anything, Beverly? Because I, I felt like Faison was really knocking it for six. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I completely agree in the, the fact that it is a lot of trial and error and you have to be okay with that. It's a lot of trying things that might not work, but taking that risk and kind of having the attitude of, if not you, then who? If you don't do it, then someone else might not. So you have to sort of take that initiative to just put yourself out there, do it. If it doesn't get well received, that's okay. We learn from it and we learn what we can do next time better and what things you can kind of take forward what things you might want to leave behind but it's um it's an interesting journey and I find that whenever you do something that actually hits the spot quite well it's super rewarding and fulfilling to see like Faison said just just helping one person and just making that one person feel better actually makes it all worth it and sometimes I get told that I spend too much time in this ERG over my day job so there is a balance to be found (laughs) (laughs) No, Definitely. I think it's it's it, the balance for sure is 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 needed. Um, but no, I mean, just just a comment from me um, before we we have to sign off on this. Um, it just it's this being part of an EIG seems quite pivotal um, to a lot of people who are within business or within a company already. And sort of my message to listeners is that if you're someone who is new to a business or you're, maybe you've just come out of university and you've come into the technology sector and you haven't really got those relationships, that this can be a pathway. There may be things set up within your business that you are passionate about, but you're, you're not too sure about stepping into it because you, you just want to focus on your day job and make sure that you're doing that as, as best as possible. But I think this, this can be as equally as important as the job that you do on, on, on a regular basis so yeah please if you've got an ERG set up in your business get involved really do get involved and 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 push your ideas through that and that's 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 how you're gonna build those relationships and it, it can potentially help your day job as well and then when if you ever do leave that business at least you know you've got those connections not from oh, this person was really great at their job. It was, oh, this person done a fundraiser for X, Y, Z. And I know that I can maybe call them if I ever want to do something else that's outside of work. Um, so yeah, really do really do focus on on, on those on those groups that you feel passionate about. Um, any final words from, from you guys? Uh, Beverly, Faison? No, just thank you for oh, having me on. It's been a really good... It's been a really good conversation so i'm hoping that it will be useful to to people who are listening um and yeah it's just been really fun to talk about ergs good i'm glad Faison. um yeah no look i just i just echo what you kind of kind of said there alex look erg is a way especially if you're coming in at the bottom of an organization if you're like looking at the chain to, to get your voice out there and to and to have a bit more of a voice in your in your business it can sometimes feel that you are a bit of a cog in a wheel. You're, yeah. you're giving your day job, you need to get it done, you go out and get it done, and that's about it. Um, and if there is anything that you feel quite strongly about, if you do want to affect change, that ERGs is an absolutely fantastic way to do it because it's it's a committee that's going to be backed by your senior leadership and it's going to cause noise. And, and that's important for all businesses is, is to have that and to have that feedback loop. So if you are feeling like, I wish I could do more, and an ERG hasn't been set up or you're not a part of one, absolutely get involved with it because that's mm-hmm. your way of making and affecting change in the way that yeah. you want to affect it. Um, but yeah, and again, thank you so much. This has been uh, it's been a fantastic conversation. Really appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Um, yeah, thank you all. No, thanks for joining Great. us.
I hope everyone's taken some nuggets of information away from this session. I'm sure they yeah, have. I, I definitely will have to listen back to this one and, and <laughs> take some notes there because go and yeah. set up an ERG in Software One, Alex. Yeah, like. gonna have to. <laughs> I think we've got. I, I think I've un, I've not been aware that we already have some set up. We just don't. We haven't used that term for them. Yeah, I guess. Gotcha. That's why um, I mean they're called so many different things. I mean, like yeah. we call them networks at Softcut. We don't call them ERGs. So lots of different technologies. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, I think there's definitely, there's always more you can do in that space, I believe in Software One, um, specifically we're, we're a global company. So we, we, we definitely want to strive to do what the likes of Microsoft have done in terms of having global ERGs and and building a global network. So um, yeah, a lot a lot to take, to take on board, to take on board. So um, yeah, no, thank you for your time, guys. Um, Peza and Beverly, it's, it's been great. Nush, uh, thank you. And um, as always, the brilliant host, co-host on this. So um, we'll do we'll do the usual stuff, which is follow us on the socials. So you've got this on the website. We're on YouTube, Spotify. Um, please like if you're listening on Spotify or on YouTube. It helps with the algorithms. It means more people can can actually listen to what we're putting out there. Um, feel free to share it within your peers um, share it with your family, friends whoever you can who you think is going to have interest in our podcast and until next time you've been listening to the TK Podcast and take care thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed this episode and we look forward to hearing your thoughts so please continue the dialogue on socials to stay updated on when we release the next episode follow us on LinkedIn and on Twitter at TC. And don't forget to check our website at www.tcare.org for more information and content on today's topics.